Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For our radio audience tuning in to WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in through our online affiliates around the world, we're glad you all could be with us as well. It's hard to believe, but it was five years ago when I first spoke with author Vera Heron and Donnie on this broadcast. We talked about her love of writing, but also her book, The Night Diary, and so much has happened for her since that time, and the world has gotten to know these characters. Well, this year, Vera is revisiting those characters with us in the new book, A Meal in the After. We're going to talk to Vera not only about what it's been like for her to see the success of the diary, the night diary, but also, of course, what it's been like for her to be able to see the way that people are connecting with these characters and what she wants you guys to know about the new book as well. Vera, glad to have you back on the broadcast again. Thanks for the time. Very glad to to be here. Thank you. Well, Vera, I, I was really excited about this. When I heard about the new book, I was excited to read it, and you definitely did not disappoint. So congratulations on that. Our audience oh. can now be able to enjoy it this year. So let's talk about that, because there was such excitement about these characters and this family, Vera, when you introduced The Night Diary. What has it been like for you to see the way that people are responding to the new book already? Um, it's it's incredible. I, I feel like, you know, the beginning sort of some of the reviews and some of the feedback I've heard is really exciting. And it's also just such a great relief because you just really never know <laughs> when you put a book out there, you know, how it's going to land. So if you get a, the first few, you know, positive um, feedback that you're just like, oh, phew, thank God I didn't make like a disaster out of this. Well, as I mentioned, you know, there was such a huge response to the Night Diary, of course, uh, being recognized with Newberry Honor. I want to talk about that because I saw in a video that you did on YouTube when I was prepping for this segment, Vera, where you talked about, you know, not only, of course, that honor, but also being able to sit with your own story, your own success, what has that been like for you to do? Because, it's, it, you know, I know I've been grappling with that over the past couple of years of of kind of trying to enjoy the, the, the milestones along the way. What has it been like for you to be able to take that time and do that? Yeah, I, I think it's a little hard for me. There's there's a part of it where I feel like it's incredible, incredibly validating um, encouraging and motivating, but I also don't want to attach myself too much to it because, you know, every book is its own mountain to climb. And as writers and just being in the publishing world, you know, nothing is set. You just sort of have to keep going and, and every book is a new experience. So on one hand, it really motivates me. And on another hand, I need to sort of put it aside and just completely focus on the story and not think about like the publishing world and the business and awards because that can get really confusing. So it's like I, I have to kind of split myself into two places with that. But that. of course, I'm just like, you know, I never imagined to sort of win a significant awards or, or have my book on a larger platform like this. So very yeah. exciting. 
Well, it's definitely deserving, as I said to you. I mean, I enjoyed The Night Diary. We had a great conversation about that. And now, of course, we have a meal in the after. Did you know, though, that even before you got the response from The Night Diary, Vera, did you know that you weren't through with this family and these and these stories you wanted to share with them? Yeah, you know, I, when I wrote The Night Diary, it certainly was the hardest book I'd ever written. I had taken on this big piece of historical um significance and I I really wanted to give it my all and when I was done I felt satisfied with what I had done and proud of what I had done and I wasn't really thinking about following it up with another book and then after the night diary came out and it did well um, I, I was able to travel all around the world really and and talk about the book and make connections and talk with so many readers and students who were excited about these characters. And after about a year, I started to miss the characters myself. I started to miss being in that world. I myself was wondering, you know, what are they up to? Um, and so I started to play around with some ideas of, well, if I was going to follow this book, what would I do with it? And I actually started just continuing the story exactly the way it was with Misha writing a diary and something wasn't working for me. It felt like I was repeating myself. And so I needed a new angle, a new look at this family and a new perspective. And a lot of the readers that I had talked to were, were really curious about Emil and his point of view and more of his inner life. And so I decided to approach it that way um, and give it a, a third person. It's written in third person rather than in the epistolary first person diary format. Um, so we can kind of get a little more of an aerial view of the family, but it's a close third, so it's in Emile's point of view. Um, and I also wanted to include some of his his artwork. I know we're going to talk about that, but yeah. um, that was something that felt different to me. Um, and at the same time, it's about all the same characters, and we are following their lives just as we kind of left them a few months later. Yeah. I love that, and that's a great segue, Vera, to what I mentioned to you that one of the things that really struck me, and that is using using our voice, right, whatever that may be mm-hmm. in whatever form that is. And for everyone, it's different. For everyone, it's not actually speaking. It could be writing. It could be drawing. And with these twins, we're able to see that really play out. And I love the fact that we're able to see the two of them embrace their voice and use it to be able to speak, so to speak. What was that like for you, for one thing, Vera, to in one way recognize what you have been able to do in, in harnessing your voice mm-hmm. as a storyteller, but also to see how these two are able to do the same thing either through writing or art. Yeah, I mean, that's very personal to who I am. So Nisha and Emil are sort of these different sides of who I am, and they're very close to my sensibility in the sense of when I grew up, Um, I didn't always feel connected to my world. When I was growing up, I grew up in a small town in Connecticut, um, and I had to change schools, and I I didn't feel that connected to my new school for a number of different reasons, and I really did turn to writing and art. I love to draw and paint, and I love to make up stories, and so I would use that to express myself, to give myself some sense of control um, when the world didn't feel like very much in my control and it it just was always this empowering feeling to express myself not even thinking about 
is what I'm doing good or the right way. It, it just was, just was empowering because I made it. I created that. So I gave that aspect Nisha and Emil, but Emil doesn't really like to write. Um, and so he wouldn't keep a diary. And in the beginning of the book, they find themselves in a new city. They're in Bombay, now called Mumbai, um, which is following the same kind of progression that my father's family made. So they went from Mir Prakash to Jodhpur to Bombay, Mumbai, during those years after the partition. And Emil is lonely and he's confused and they've been through so much. And Nisha suggests that he keeps a drawing journal to express some of these feelings. So that's where he kind of goes to feel that same sense of control on the page and the ability to use his voice when sometimes he, he feels like nobody's really listening. Yeah. Not to get too personal, uh, Vera, and I, and I don't think this spoils anything for those uh, who are just discovering. I mean, the book is literally, mm-hmm. depending on how our audience is listening to this, either about to be out or, or, is, or is just out. I, I love the fact, whether they've read The Night Diary or not, the connection to their mother I think it's so interesting. We yeah. saw it with Nisha in The Night Diary. We definitely see it with Emil and the after. Talk to us about that. Did you know that that was going to be the case when you started this book, that even Emil would be able to – I mean, two drawings kind of come to my mind right off. Um, and one of them is, of course, uh, with Emil uh, depicting himself uh, with, the, with the rock or the stone and, you know, just – asking for mm-hmm. one of his dreams to come true, right? Or, you know, or the hand mm-hmm. with the broken egg and, you know, being able to, you know, to put it together. What was it like for you to still see how the impact of their mother had on them, but also the connection mm-hmm. to their future and their mother? Yeah, um, so their mother isn't living anymore. She died mm-hmm. during childbirth. So that is this kind of this pain that they live with, but they never actually knew their mother. And I think in times where they're feeling the most lonely or having the hardest time, you know, that pain of not having their mother um, sort of becomes louder for them. And so Nisha uses her diary to write to her mother and sort of create the mother she never knew on the page. And then I wanted to echo that with Emil in the after. So Emil does that with his drawings and he writes every, he draws every drawing to his mother, kind of speaking in that visual way. And and he'll usually write like a a sentence in the bottom, some message to her. Um, But mostly it's with his drawings. And I should say that the drawings are done by the amazing illustrator Prashant Miranda, um, who I met when I was touring for The Night Diary. and, And I really loved his work. And his work really reminded me he does these journals of when he travels and you can see it on his Instagram um, these beautiful pencil sketches and watercolors of his own thoughts and feelings and travels and it just reminded me so much of what I would imagine Emile's drawings to look like so I'm really excited that he was able to do the drawings for the book yeah. um, but that yeah, but- is you know that is where that's where he's sort of expressing himself in the in kind of the most vulnerable emotional way that he can um, to to this mother that he'll never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it, that is something that readers of all ages, Vera, can be able to connect with because I think we all 
For one, of course, you know, when we're looking for answers, of course, you know, there is the questioning that takes place, as with Emil uh, being a young person, mm-hmm. but also the idea of not feeling alone in it all, right? Uh, I think that is so important. Right. Let, last thing I want to talk to you about that I thought was really interesting, and I'm going to definitely talk around this because I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, we're going to let our audience know how they can stay connected <laughs> with you and, of course, meet up with you, Vera, which I know they would love to be able to do again. And that is the idea of being the hero of your own story. I want to talk about that as a theme and not get into a situation in the book because I don't want to spoil anything. But I love the idea of that, of young people in particular realizing what they can do and embracing the power that they have regardless of their age or how they see themselves. Why was that important for you to show in this book? Um, Well, it was important for me to show it in a way that there, there are multiple ways that Emil starts off sort of lonely and lost and very affected by the trauma that he's been through, but through connection with his family, um, and then eventually connecting to people at school and one particular person that is meaningful to him, um, and then also his drawings, he is able to navigate um, his own feelings in a way that, you know, I was looking at this book, what happens after we go through the crisis and then are lucky enough to survive? How do we rebuild our lives? Because a lot of stories like The Night Diary sort of end at that point. Okay, they made it. They're going to be okay. But as we know, okay isn't always okay. So he is the hero of his own story, but in a way that is allowing space for him to not be okay and not just sort of be strengthened by the experiences. You know, there are wounds that he will probably carry forever. Um, And so I wanted to kind of give a softer sense of what it could mean to get yourself to a better place, that it isn't linear, it's messy. Um, There are days that you may not be okay, um, or the people that you're connecting with may not be okay. So I was kind of showing that in the connections and the, the people he eventually able to kind of connect with and help along the way because he knows that he is lucky even though he is still dealing with a lot and that there are others um, you know in this landscape in Bombay in 1948 there are a lot of refugee camps there are people that are suffering on a greater level than he is so you know what is his responsibility to himself but also to the people who don't have a family and aren't you know going to school or don't feel stable in their lives or, or really dealing with more serious issues. Yeah. Such a great thing. And again, and again, I love the way that it's framed in this book, Vera, because it really does allow us to see that regardless of our circumstances, what we've been through, you know, how we have been moved and the things around us may happen mm-hmm. that we can't control, you know, how we can be able to, one, break free and not be a prisoner of the past or our circumstances, right. but also, of course, right. be able to, to realize we can be more, you know, and I think and do more, uh, whatever that may mm-hmm. look like for mm-hmm. us. Again, everyone, Vera Heron and Donnie has been our guests. Uh, Another great book, Vera. Again, A Meal and the After is the title of her newest book. Um, You guys definitely have to get this. It's a great discussion piece. And, Vera, I know you're excited about being able to get out there and meet with readers again. How can our audience stay connected with you? Sure. Well, they can find me on my website at veraheronandonnie.com. And I'm also on Instagram at verawrites, and I'm on X, formerly Twitter, at Vera Hira. So I, I post a lot about, you know, where I'm going. I'm going on tour when the book releases on January 
23rd, so I'll be in a number of different cities in the D.C., Chicago, and Bay Area. Um, and so you can follow along on Instagram or look at my website. All right. Well, Vera, congratulations to you again. So glad we had a chance to chat and definitely looking forward to our next conversation together. Me too. Thanks so much for having me. Glad to do it. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care.